On this episode of She Turned Entrepreneur, we're meeting a holistic health and wellness coach whose passion for all things integrative is unmistakable. Emily Ruth relishes the opportunity she has to share with her clients the many practices she has discovered that work together to create optimal health. And it all starts with simply slowing down and taking a pause, however brief. Are you looking for an extra boost of inspiration while you chase your dreams? It's not always easy to stay motivated while you're balancing a career and home life, but that's exactly what we're doing. My name is Dory Stewart, and this is the She Turned Entrepreneur Podcast. Around here, we like to talk about business, marketing, motherhood, and so much more. I've been called the teacher turned entrepreneur, which is totally true. I was working as a high school STEM teacher when I saw a need and came up with a solution. That idea became a business that I was able to build into a multi-million dollar global brand. Now I'm using the knowledge and experiences I've gained to show other women that they can do it too. Being an entrepreneur can be a lonely and intimidating road at times. Thankfully, you don't have to do this by yourself. It doesn't matter where you're currently at on the path. Having someone cheering you on makes a world of difference to get to the next step. I love that I can bring that to you here. If you're ready to build the life you've been dreaming of, stay tuned as we dig deep into what it takes to turn into a true entrepreneur. Did you know that 88% of all women-owned businesses generate less than 100,000 yearly and only 4.2% of women hit a million in annual revenue? Ellen Yin, a first-generation Asian-American entrepreneur who bootstrapped a $300 client project into $1.5 million in revenue, is on a mission to change that by making mentorship accessible to the masses through her show, Cubicle to CEO. To all my new and dedicated listeners, you know how much I value supporting women in business. I'm happy to share this week's show sponsor, Cubicle to CEO, one of my favorite podcasts, elevating the financial footprint of women entrepreneurs everywhere. As you know, I'm a former STEM teacher. You've got to tune in to Cubicle to CEO's case study with Girls Who Code to reveal how they achieved impressive enrollment increases by more than 200% during a global pandemic. Episode 143 goes into detail with the fabulous Dr. Barrett, the CEO of Girls Who Code, an international nonprofit organization working to close the gender gap in technology. Want to borrow the best income growth strategies from top entrepreneurs and CEOs, including Ellen herself? You can binge listen to past income reports on Cubicle to CEO today, plus receive free access to your first 10K month masterclass and a bonus workbook by going to our special link, zen.ai forward slash she CEO. That's zen.ai forward slash she CEO. I'm excited for you to meet my guest today. She is a holistic health coach who harnesses the internal power to heal bodies outside of traditional medicine. Emmy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Dory. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to dive in, but before we get started, please share with the listeners your background and how your journey led you to entrepreneurship. So I spent 15 years working in medical imaging. And really, as soon as I finished x-ray school in 2007, I realized this is not what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
having spent a lot of time in school, I was, I was like, well, I want to be really certain about the next, the next path. So I, in, I took my time investigating what that was and really also tried to make the best of my career in radiology saying like, well, maybe, maybe I should give it a chance. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, over, over those what ended up being 15 years, I, you know, made the best of radiology, really listened to my patients and tried to help from an educational standpoint on that end, but also did ended up doing a lot of self-study on, you know, alternative methods outside of the medical model and experimenting on my own, on myself, um, in, I don't know, probably 2012-ish, I um, was engaged to my husband and looking for new options for birth control because I was just having a, a lot of struggles into the OBGYN every month for several months and just we weren't getting anywhere. And so my husband's cousin, who I had been working with for a while in the hospital, was like, well, I chart my fertility. And I was like, excuse me, you do what? <laughs> She's like, yeah, I've been doing it for 10 years to prevent pregnancy. And that's how I planned my first child. And then eventually, um, what would end her second child <clears throat> who she would give birth to just before our wedding. And I was like, well, let me investigate this some more. Cause I was at I was at that point, I had no other options left. I'd realized that I needed to get off the hormonal birth control and doing a deep dive, realized that even with all of my medical training, anatomy and physiology classes, I had been working in different aspects of women's imaging as well. So I thought I knew <laughs> what, how our bodies worked and realized that we're just not given the full picture on, on the deep dive of details about how not only the fact that we're only fertile for a short when, you know, a three-day window mm -hmm. during our cycles, but also that the fluctuation of our hormones during our cycle, that roughly month long has a significant impact on our brain chemistry and our metabolism that really does affect how we feel throughout the course of, of our cycles. Um, and so at first I was very frustrated, but yeah. <laughs> you know, once I got over that, I was like, okay, I still don't know what my eventual, you know, path will be, but, but lead, helping people really, and women specifically really understand our bodies fully is going to be part of it. And then when I found health coaching in 2017, the light bulb went off. I was like, this is it. This is how I really help people change their lives, minimize, like stay out of the hospital and minimize their doctor's visits. And I don't know, the entrepreneurship aspect, especially after so much time working in different hospitals, just felt like the avenue for me to be able to have complete control over how I work with my clients, the topics that we can cover and making the impact in the way that I felt would be most meaningful. Yeah. Wow. So <laughs> I, I love this. I love your journey so much. And 
the revelations that came from it that turned into a business. And I mean, I'm sure I, I imagine you just want to just shout it from the rooftops, everything that you've learned throughout your journey, because even I'm like, wait a second, <laughs> I'm already learning from you and women need to need to know this information. Yes. Yes, we do. I mean, I just, I, when I think about like the big picture, I'm like, if we, it would, it feels like it would just be so simple to just be honest. Like, cause the fertility asks, it's not that we haven't known about it. Like OBs have been using the understanding of fertility, women's fertility since at least the 1970s to help women get pregnant. And why we haven't just made this information more widely available just for like a pure, like, here's an understanding of what's happening with your body so that you can just feel confident in knowing when things are going right and when, and when to sort of be like, oh, maybe there's something to go investigate here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It doesn't need to be a big mystery. Right. Oh, so I love this so much. Okay. So how are you getting the word out about your business? How are, how are people finding you? Um, right now it's a lot of in-person and virtual networking. Um, I do offer a workshop right now. Um, have been uh, offering a workshop, eliminate PMS naturally. So I, um, I do, I've done it online just on my own personal platform. And then I offer it locally in the community with different, um, whether it be a health food stores or small gyms, um, just community centers and Hey, here's what I can help you learn about your body. And, and then I'm, I've been on a few podcasts like here with you. So <laughs> yeah, I imagine it's, it's a lot of education. There's a lot that people don't know and really establishing yourself as, as the expert, I'm sure just attracts people to you who resonate with what you're saying. Yes. So what does your coaching program look like? How does it work? So right now I coach privately. Um, it's one-on-one -on -one for a full year and we meet, we have 40 one-hour coaching sessions. So it's almost every single week. As you, you know, lifestyle changes take time, but the beauty of having a whole year is that we really have time to dig in, tailor the approach to the individual. So I have worked, you know, some of my clients we do a deep dive into the fertility aspect and I teach them how to chart their cycles. But I also have clients who either already know, aren't interested, or they're past that and they're in their in menopause and later and they don't really need that aspect. So we're able to, I'm able to cater to them and what their specific needs are, support them through all the things that life can throw at us in a year. And although most of them reach their initial goals within about six months, we have that extra time to really make sure that those new habits are solidified in who they are and potentially start setting new goals for stretching just a little bit further. Interesting. So is there a specific, like, is there, a, is there anyone that maybe doesn't need coaching? 
people who don't need coaching are the ones who are like, yes, I wake up, I feel wonderful. I have no problem, you know, getting my exercise in, eating the things that I feel like make me feel amazing. I sleep well at night and like, I am totally excited about my health and wellness. And I feel like everything's wonderful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most of the people I work with tend to be busy and they might be checking the boxes of I ate today, I moved, but they're still sort of, ign- they're so busy taking care of their businesses or their families. They're brushing what they call little things off to the side. And it might be headaches or aches and pains, but they're like, well, because I could get through the day, and still check everything off my list, it's fine. It doesn't need to be addressed. And so when it's, it's when I talk to some, usually talking to somebody one-on-one and helping them realize that like, you know, that, that thing is your body talking to you. Mm -hmm. And when we take a moment to slow down and listen and dive into what, whatever that toleration is, Mm -hmm. we find that there's more there. Um, So I really help people slow down and truly nurture themselves. And then the the results that they end up getting just blow their minds, which is a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah, I imagine. So do you have any actionable tips to share with those busy entrepreneurs that you're talking to? Yes. So I love to encourage people to take the smallest step possible. If it's just two minutes, twice a day, Give yourself two minutes to just be still, notice what you notice, feel what you feel, and get curious about whatever comes up or doesn't come up. And give your time a few more minutes to explore what those messages might be telling you. Yeah, that, that, I would say that's the first step in, in listening to your body and starting to take actions towards improving your wellness. I love that because I think so often we don't pause and think about those things. You know, we're, we're yeah. just thinking about the next thing we've got to get done and, you yes. know, check off the to-do list. So that's, I love that advice. Thank you. So I saw on your website, you, you kind of have a little bit of a controversial take on self-care. It's something that people have been talking about a lot. So what is your idea of self-care? So my idea of self-care is taking that time to hit pause, even for just a few moments and check in with yourself. And it's practices that depending on where you are, you know, even if you're not doing them, well, that's so simple, but the act of nurturing yourself as a mother nurtures her child or, you know, you take care of a pet and making sure that you're eating enough food enough times a day, making sure you're putting yourself to bed on time, drinking enough water. These simple things are the basis of your self-care that we need to attend to every day. If you're burning the candle, candle at both ends and then going for a spa treatment, you know, once a month or even once a week, that's not, it's wonderful. It's a great relaxing period of time and, and, you know, maybe a celebration or pampering, but it's not going to 
balance out the hormones and make sure that you are finding complete and total health because those habits take daily consistency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's not necessarily, I like that you use the word pampering. It's not necessarily pampering yourself, but sometimes it's it's the little things that we forget. Yeah. And especially when, when life starts to get busy or something unexpected is thrown at us, it's those little things. I mean, they, they turn out to be big, but those, those small daily habits that we need to fall back on and will help us to man, you know, getting enough rest and enough food and sunlight is going to help you better manage whatever stressor, um, comes your way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So talk to me about your entrepreneurial journey. I'm, mm. you know, there's, there's always challenges <laughs> with setting up a new business. So what were some of the challenges that you experienced? Mm. I was, so like I said, I, as soon as I finished x-ray school, I was like, this isn't really what I want to do. So by the time I found coaching and I was going through my training, I was so excited to start it (laughs) and to get out of the hospital that I, and, and social media, it's, it's crazy how the internet, as soon as you think about something starts through throwing you the things that are somewhat associated. So I was, I got really distracted by the, um, the quick fixes, not not even fixes, but like the quick, the quick tools. I'm going to help you scrub, you know, grow your coaching practice from zero to six figures in six months Mm -hmm. or something crazy like that. Cause I, I was just so excited to take the next step that I was just willing to like, okay, I'll throw money at this and I'll throw money at that. And, um, yeah, so that was (laughs) the, the first challenge. Um, and then March of 2020. So I finished coaching and program in December, 2019 had grand at that point kind of slowed down a bit and was like, okay, I'm going to build coaching slowly, scale the hospital back slowly and one step at a time. But then March, 2020 hit and the hospital just changed overnight. So dramatically that I was like, Ooh, let's take a step back and focus on, on just getting through the day. Mm -hmm. Um, So we ended up deciding to move from Washington, D.C. to Savannah, Georgia that summer. We made the move. And because of the just all the positive changes that we were able to make, it allowed me to leave the hospital completely and not have to phase out slowly. But that threw in the challenge of being completely financially dependent on my husband Mm. for the first time in our relationship. And uh that threw in a lot of mind drama. (laughs) I imagine. So, um, finding, finally finding a really solid business coach who was just honest, authentic, Mm -hmm. and real about her journey was what has finally, you know, helped me 
ground <laughs> in my entrepreneurial journey and take slow, steady steps to build something that is sustainable, not just for me and my clients, but also for my marriage. Yeah. I like that you say take slow, steady steps. Yes. <laughs> and you really do have to put blinders on because you're right. As soon as you have this idea of something that you want to do, all of a sudden you see all the ads and all the courses and yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I took, actually took eight months. I left the internet for eight months last year. Mm. And then in coming back, I use it very narrowly. And some people, some friends have said, oh, well, you should check out so-and-so. And I'm like, nope, I have my business coach and I am following this for a solid year, <laughs> at least until I make any decisions about yes. <laughs> taking those blinders off. So wise, so wise. <laughs> I, you have a wise coach. <laughs> I love that. So if, if there are listeners who are thinking about leaving their nine to five and want to start a business advice that you would give them? Give yourself patience and grace, have goals, but also don't be super set. Don't be super attached mm. to the timeline in which you reach those goals. Cause a lot, especially I think when we're starting something super new to us, I mean, any journey, a lot of the, that we haven't embarked on before you set a goal, but like, what are you basing that timeline on? And so you, I think it's still good to have a goal and a definitive milestone in place, but also if you don't hit it in, you know, the, the first time period, that's okay. You can still keep striving towards that goal and it doesn't mean you failed. That's such good advice. Don't get discouraged. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> Do you have a favorite book to share that has inspired you either personally or in business? I would say personally, Tony Weschler's Taking Charge of Your Fertility, because that was really the first thing that sparked that, that like understanding my body on a deep level and had me be like, okay, I have some sort of inkling of what my future career will be. I love that. Probably very useful for anyone oh, yeah. who's trying to figure that out on their own. The book is so good and thorough. I would say it's a must have in every single household. Mm, <laughs> just there's, it's just rich with information and it's not bad for men to understand what's how our bodies work too. So yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for that recommendation. <laughs> yes. So if the listeners want to learn more from you or connect with you, where can they find you? So my website is the best place, www.emilyruth.health. And then I'm also on Facebook. My business page is Emily Ruth Health. Awesome. Congratulations on all your success. And thank you thank so you. much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me here, Dory. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Emily as much as I did. Here are my top takeaways. Number one, even if you've invested a lot of training and feel obligated to continue on a particular career path, it's important to stay alert. Your true passion may come into view. Number two, do your homework. 
Women's fertility and sexual health needn't be a mystery. Number three, try slowing down. Clock what's really going on physically and emotionally. When life gets intense, it's your small daily practices that help us steady our course. Number four, feeling like your business is untethered? Guidance from a steady, grounded, authentic coach can be a game changer. And number five, slow and steady wins the race. Don't be distracted or derailed by social media and other internet noise. It's important to set goals, but also to be fluid with the timeline for reaching them. If you want more, head on over to SheTurnedEntrepreneur.com for the show notes and links mentioned in this episode. Are you looking for a group of female entrepreneurs like you to ask questions and bounce ideas? Be sure to join my exclusive community for She Turned Entrepreneur Insiders on Facebook. We could all use some extra support. You can find the link at DoriStewart.com. Thank you so much for listening to the She Turned Entrepreneur podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share with a friend, or leave a review. I'll see you next week.